Now, hear the good news and be not afraid. Good morning. Welcome to Be Not Afraid, Iowa Catholic Radio. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Father. Let us begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, who choose the manifest to bless hope of your eternal kingdom by the toil of saints, John Brefu, Isaac, Jogas, and their companions, and by the shedding of the their blood, graciously grant that through their intercession the faith of Christian may be strengthened day by day. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you, in a unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever, and the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. For uh, some peoples, like uh, for people that did not belong to the United States, asking about North American martyrs. So we have North American. We do have North American martyrs, and the and and the group collectively that we're talking about today, there there are there are multiple sets of people that could probably have claim to that title, but the group that we're talking about today are the Jesuit martyrs of North America who are who um, lived and died in the area around what's now New York and 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 the the parallel site of Canada. In fact, today the Diocese of the United States celebrate the memorial of Saints John de Brefu and Isaac Jogas, priests and their companions. They were Jesuit missionaries, as you mentioned, Father, who died as martyrs in North America where they preached the gospel. So I remember distinctly as a child, uh, Father Father Bob Hafler reading to us from Butler's Lives of the Saints on this day. Um, the office uh, from today actually carries a letter from, I don't, I don't remember if it's John or Isaac, but one of the two, um, uh, telling about what had happened, right? But but these these guys were tough. There is a movie uh, about this called The Black Robe, which is pretty good and uh, and 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 articulates um, pretty clearly sort of what happened to them. But basically, um, these guys go off to be to to be missionaries in North America amongst the Native Americans. They're not especially well received, and so they get tortured and killed. Um, and famously, um, uh, one of them gets tortured and actually sent back to France who winds up inspiring a whole new generation of Jesuits to come and are ultimately responsible for Christianizing the, the natives of uh, that side of North America. It's very good that you mentioned that because sometimes in an actual interpretation of our martyrs, we presume that there's only one and nothing happened after that. Yeah, no, on no, no. Contrary, no on the contrary, this kind of martyrium inspired others to follow their steps as well, you know? One of the things that... Um, that I find especially heartening about the North American martyrs is that they did, they didn't know, they didn't have this word, but they, this is what every missionary does ultimately, um, is they, they encounter a people that doesn't know the gospel or is confused about the gospel maybe, and they find a way to rearticulate the essential message, but in language that those people can hear and understand. Now, sometimes that means like practically learning a new language, like from English to French or something like that. Mm-hmm. But more often, it's it, it's 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 finding um, cultural language to talk about uh, cultural references to talk about the same sort of thing. And so, one of the great um, inheritances of the North American martyrs, which many of us have probably heard and don't know, comes from Catholic saints, is what's commonly known as the Huron Carol. So, one of the Christmas carols that gets sung every year. Um, uh, was 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 written by the North American martyrs, and it was actually a way to teach them the missal from Christmas tide oh. because it was made of the anaphens, the introits uh, 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 attached to Christmas tide, but using language that they would understand. So 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 here, just a little bit here to understand. Um, you know, 
"'Twas in the moon of wintertime when all the birds had fled, "'that mighty Gitchimanitou sent angel choirs instead. "'Before their light the stars grew dim, "'and wandering hunters heard the hymn, "'Jesus, your king is born, Jesus is born.'" So, so, so what you've got, right, um, our, our Gitchimanitou is, was just the native word for God, right, the great spirit. Um, but you've got angel choirs who are singing, announcing the birth, but you've got hunters rather than shepherds because there weren't shepherds. That wasn't a category that, that, uh, that, that existed. Um, and, uh, and then you've got them announcing the birth of, of, of the king. Within a lodge of broken bark, the tender babe was found, a ragged rope of rabbit skin and wrapped his beauty round. But as the hunter braves drew nigh, the angel's song rang loud and high. Again, making these, these references. So, so a stable in a cave, not familiar to people from here, like wouldn't make any sense at all. But, uh, but, but, but a Nahachi, uh, uh, that is something that they would know. Swaddling clothes, not something they would know. Wrapping your baby in rabbit skin because it's soft, something they would know. That's that's what the missionary does is they find ways to rearticulate this in the language of the people. And you you are, you have been describing the word missionary, mm. and missionary must be ready for whatever kind of adventure have, especially in the name of Jesus Christ. And so we can make a connection also with our migrants people that in a certain way have been acting as a missionary as well, living the faith in a foreign land. I've said this before, and I'll say it again, and maybe someday it'll even come true in my own life, but the best saints uh, are, are of a place and not from that place. Wow. So, 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 so the martyrs of North America, not one of them was born here. They're all Frenchmen. <laughs> but they, beca- they became American in a very real sense because of how they lived and died here. Um, Mother Teresa of Calcutta, not from Calcutta, from oh. Albania. John Paul II, the Pope of Rome, definitely not a Roman, right? And so, 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 so what happens, right, what happens in the life of the saint is their Christian identity overwhelms every other facet of their identity. Language, national origin, family, anybody else that tries to have a claim on us, Christ has first claim. And those other things are only useful in as much as they're able to help us bring more and more people to Christ. It's very adorable for the heart of a missionary person who gave everything to others that doesn't have any idea how are they, you know? But at the same time, the inspiration to follow Jesus Christ himself in a foreign lands inspired also the local ones to be part of the missionary heart of the Jesus Christ himself. So the great work that lies ahead of us now and where the, the martyrs of North America, I think, can be our great patrons and exemplars, is that we have a world that most of us live in now that was Christian and that knows parts of the story, but it's all kind of jumbled up in their heads. And it's typically been articulated in ways that they can't make sense of or, or at least make sense of in a way that like, would be worthy of belief. So we have to find new ways to proclaim the gospel, new ways to share the message of Jesus without sounding like crazy people, um, and in language that can be understood by the people who we want to receive it. Iowa Catholic Radio, Be Not Afraid. Father PJ McManus here from Be Not Afraid. Join me along with Iowa Catholic Radio's Matt Wilcom for our Footprints of God Holy Land pilgrimage, November the 12th through the 21st of 2023. We'll see the Church of the Visitation, touch the top of Mount Calvary, and visit the famous Western Wall. Plus, expert pilgrimage guide and Catholic convert Steve Ray will be right there to bring the Bible to life at every site. 
Don't miss Iowa Catholic Radio's 2023 Holy Land pilgrimage. Early bird pricing available. Details at iowacatholicradio.com. Iowa Catholic Radio business underwriters provide people with the opportunity to hear the Word of God and grow in their faith each and every day. Our business supporters have helped expand our network, connecting more listeners to Christ. Would your business or organization like to share in this mission? If you own or manage a business, we would like to talk to you about how you can make a positive impact in the state of Iowa and beyond. To learn more about becoming an Iowa Catholic Radio underwriter, contact Deacon Mark, 515-223-1150, or visit iowacatholicradio.com. Welcome back to Be Not Afraid, Iowa Catholic Radio. When somebody said Carl Wojtyla, when somebody said Jean Paul II, even if you are not Catholic, you have an, a certain reference about this Pope. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And in a remarkable manner, the Holy Mother of the Church reminds this coming Saturday the festivity of Son Jean Paul II. Who was Jean Paul II for you, Father? Mm-hmm. Um, he was the Pope of all of my early life. Um, he was a great inspiration for me, as I know he was for so many of my generation, and especially priests of my generation. Um, I, I'm I'm technically a Benedict priest in as much as I was ordained during the the, the pontificate of Pope Benedict, but I, I I'm very much a John Paul II priest, like by way of training and formation and. Um, I think he very much parallels the, the the martyrs we were just speaking about. He really made the papacy uh, the bishop of the world because he went everywhere. And he went everywhere because he, he saw the role of pope as, as, as not simply that of being bishop of a particular place who had a unique role amongst the college of bishops, though that obviously is true, but as missionary, that the pope has a missionary uh, capacity, that there's an office of mission uh, attached to the papacy um, that uh, that just nobody else had ever quite exercised before, and at the same time, obviously, high level of intelligence, uh, men of uh, deeply thoughts in terms of theology, theology of the body, for instance, but at the same time, too colloquial and accessible pope, accessible for the common people of God. So that means and something special that magnetic create relationship with the people as well, you know? You know, I've spent a, a, a good deal of time with, um, w- with members of the Anglican Ordinariate, so, so, so Anglican Protestants who collectively came into the Catholic Church. I was at one of their parishes before I was here in Des Moines, and I, I still have many friends in the Ordinariate. And when they talk about their conversion— the way they, they often describe this is they say, you know, what, what freaked us out about the papacy before was it looked like this was just like a, a feature of Italian aristocracy where you had this one guy who was in charge, probably because his uncle was in charge before that, uh, the, this office that had been bought and sold more times than could be counted. And it was basically just like a bunch of rich Italians who kind of called the shots for the rest of the church in Europe. And, and it wasn't clear why that person should even be able to have opinions about, like, doctrine or something like that, right? I think John Paul II really shows why it's understandable people might think that, especially given some of our history, right? Um, but that was never really true. Uh, and I think what what uh, John the Twenty Third and John Paul II especially show by their own lives, I think Pope Francis 
in, in our own data is the very same kind of thing. Um, uh, these were not aristocrats. These are not wealthy people. No. Jean-Paul Vesenka earned his way through seminary working in a quarry. Like he, yeah, I, I remember the, the summer I worked on the road crew when I was at Loris. I, that, that, that's where holy priests come from. That's not to say you can't be rich and become a right. priest, right? But 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 this is not. You don't have to be part of some segregated class in order to draw people to holiness. Also, people remind that uh, serious role that he performed in this political level at that moment of the history of the world itself. You know? Yeah, this, I mean, the Soviet Union doesn't exist because of John Paul II. It, so, in some ways, this is. He's he's a kind of an unfair character to look at um, because he's the sort of person that only comes around once a generation if the world is very, very lucky and, and maybe more like once every three or four generations, right? right. He's just – he's brilliant. He's brilliant beyond anybody else walking around at the time. He's – but apart from being like natively intelligent, he's got people skills coming out of his ears. If he weren't – if he hadn't become pope, he probably would have been president of Poland or who knows uh, – Emperor of the Eastern the Eastern Christian Empire or something like right, it right. could have been anything, but he chose to give it all over to Christ, which led in a kind of natural way for him to exercise the highest level of leadership in Christ's church. But it was never about him; it was always about Jesus. And at the same time, some people have been tried to connect him in a political role more than the spiritual role. But on the contrary, his role was more spiritual than political, that obviously a spiritual strongness create an apolitical uh, tool to moving forward for the common good, you know? So so it's certainly true that most people today don't want to live in any kind of a theocracy, whether it's a Christian theocracy Correct. or a Muslim one. That That's entirely fair. Um, but the whole notion that you could somehow have a meaningfully religious society and have religion and politics totally separate and not influence each other is just dumb. Like it's not, it's not a real thing. It doesn't happen. It can't work because, because the politicians are going to make laws that impinge on religious rights and freedoms. And the religious people are going to have ethical ideals that push against whatever, whatever uh, contemporary politics is saying. And, and that's not just an American thing. This is all over. So, so the influence that John Paul II had, right, was basically, Soviet communism was an unjust system. It proposed to be good for poor people, and it just hurt everybody. And so it had to go. It just had to go. It was that kind of simple. Literally like that. And, 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 and so, so blue jeans and John Paul II made sure that Soviet <laughs> communism went away. Um, uh, I'm reducing this somewhat, but it's not actually a whole lot more complicated than that. Um, in Poland, his own native Poland, solidarity became the, the, the way that the country was transformed. Um, and solidarity was drawn directly from Catholic social teaching. So when people say Catholic social teaching is some kind of, um, uh, you know, liberal social justice agenda, the, the, you know, you hear people on news networks, this is crazy. Like, it, it has no bearing on history or reality. Like, those opinions aren't legitimate. They're not real. Um, like, the, the, the church's social teaching was developed out of our understanding of the human person, which, frankly, we've thought about a lot more than any of our opponents because we've had more time to do it. And so solidarity came about and was able to transform all of Polish society. Now, uh, this beloved Holy Father has been gone many years now. Poland is struggling in a great way. And big surprise, solidarity is basically dead. So, 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 so you got to choose who you're going to back, not in terms of like which, uh, which politician you're going put your, to put, put your faith in, but, 
but what principles you're going to make good decisions by. And, the, and then elect your politicians based on the way that they use those principles, not the other way around. Iowa Catholic Radio, Be Not Afraid. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by CTO. What great news for donors to the Catholic Tuition Organization. You now receive 75% of your donation back in Iowa tax credits. Your support has helped thousands of students attend our Catholic schools. Best gift ever. Online, ctoiowa.org. At CTO, the bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio, funded by Loris College, an innovator and leader in Catholic liberal arts education located in Dubuque. Dedicated to integrating the Catholic intellectual tradition throughout the curriculum, Loris College transforms students as active learners, reflective thinkers, ethical decision makers, and responsible contributors within our communities. Named the fifth best baccalaureate college in the nation by Washington Monthly, Loris College invests in graduate and undergraduate students to achieve a bright future. Learn more at loris.edu. That's loris.edu. Welcome back to Being Afraid, Iowa Catholic Radio. In this 38th Sunday of In Ordinary Time, the first reading from the book of Shirak help us to understand this relationship about social justice, mm-hmm. <laughs> legacy from John Paul II, and mercy as well. The Lord is a God of justice who knows no favorites. Though not unduly partial toward the weak, yet he hears the cry of the oppressed, The Lord is not deaf to the wail of the orphan nor to the widow when she pours out her complaint. The one who serves God willingly is heard. His petition reaches to the heavens. The prayer of the lowly pierces the clouds. It does not rest till it reaches its goal, nor will it withdraw till the Most High responds, judges justly and affirms the right, and the Lord will not delay. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. When we're talking about social justice, sounds a little bit revolutionary anarchic from the church. But social justice means common good for the people. And when we speak out about uh, John Paul II, multiple travels around the world, always looking for the common good, even if you are not Christian, even if you are not Catholic, looking for for peace, looking for balance between rich and poor as well. Mm Mm-hmm. So, so the first thing to see in the very first line here, which is hard to communicate over the radio, but our, our readers will notice, uh, you know, in their, in their Bibles or in their hand missiles, um, that sometimes the word Lord is just capitalized L-O-R-D, and sometimes the whole word is capitalized and usually in a slightly smaller font. Um, when that happens, what is being translated there is the word Lord is the divine name the name that God gave to Moses of the bush, um, which respectfully we, we, we try not to say very often because we know that it offends the Jews and because, and because historically it hasn't been said very often. But what this means is, what, the, what this first line really says is the personal name of God is a God of justice. We, we would say, we would Christianize it and say, Jesus is a God of justice. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ is a God of justice, who knows no favorites, who doesn't, who doesn't treat the rich better than the poor, who's always open to the cry of the orphan and the widow. 
Um, the, the the language of social justice is certainly true. We can, it's been hijacked by some people, but it's it's not their word. It's our word. We literally invented it. Um, and it's not clear to me when people get animated about this. I don't think they've thought this through very well. It's not clear to me how you could have justice that wasn't social. So social justice simply means justice in society as opposed to the individual meeting out of justice when some particular wrong has been done, like in a criminal court or something like that. Uh Um, I don't know how – if justice is giving to each their due, I don't know how you have that apart from a society. So in that sense, all justice is social because all justice presumes at least two people. Now, that doesn't mean that what social justice is is redistributing all the wealth to make sure that the rich people don't have anything and the poor people get what they thought they always needed. And it certainly doesn't mean Soviet-style communism or Chinese-style communism or anything like that. Um, But it does mean that the principles that a just society needs to operate from value the person over money. And that is something that American capitalists get real nervous about. What they'll say is that if you just let the market run itself, that eventually uh, people, everybody will wind up slightly better off. That may or may not be true. But even if it is, it's not doing so based on the principle that the person is primary. And because the person is primary, those persons who are, uh, who are intrinsically disadvantaged um, need a leg up, which is why it says here, the Lord is not deaf to the wail of the orphan nor to the widow when she pours out her complaint, but doesn't go on to say, the, the Lord makes sure to hear very carefully the prayers of all those who already have everything they need. It's presumed, right? So it's right. not like God listens to the poor and not to the rich. But, 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 but the rich person who's in love with the Lord knows that they've got stuff that the poor person next door doesn't have. That's why when uh, Lazarus and the Dives, the rich man, both die, uh, Lazarus is treated well and Dives is not because Dives didn't get his obligation to poor Lazarus. And at the same time, it's an invitation for us in a very catechetical manner to see the face of God in the people around us. So we cannot presume sanctity, perfection, is with whole respect. Nobody gets priest, holy. Nobody gets priest, holy alone. To the nun, to the pope. But if we identify God's face, Jesus' face in the people around us, I guess we can have more balance in our relationship as well. Yeah, nobody, nobody grows in holiness by themselves. You need other people, which means nobody can be just by themselves. You need other people to hold you accountable. You need other people to pay your debts. You need other people to make sure that you're being um, sincere and complete in your, in your interactions. Like you, you need other people. Um, and some of those people are going to be ones that don't look like you or sound like you or act like you or talk like you. And they're probably going to be some you don't even like very much. And that's good for you if you let it be, but it can become very bad for your soul if you just blame them for everything that's wrong in your life. Also, it's an inspiration for us to taking care and more, more careful about how we approach the pain, the need of the others through our interpretation. Because I can make a, a different categories about pain. Uh, this is important. This is not important. This is victimization. This is an, a victim. What about the charity and compassion? If we are not willing to see the real pain of the others as well. Yeah, it's for all kinds of reasons. Uh, our society has become divided in a way that doesn't allow us to talk to each other. Uh, you know, I, I would note that John Paul II very consciously met with Mikhail Gorbachev, who, who was not something with whom he agreed on almost anything. And yet it was Gorbachev that was able, 
through the help of John Paul II, to oversee the dissolution of Soviet communism. Correct. Which wouldn't have happened if John Paul had just written an angry letter and said, you're all heretics, go to hell. Like, it, <laughs> it, 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 like it, couldn't, it couldn't have happened, right? And so, so until we learn to talk with the people that we disagree with, take principled stands— uh, which which are rooted and which are rooted in the tradition and directed to the common good, will never be able to have the peace for which we all so long. And obviously, never lose the charity and compassion, even if our adversary thinking in complete, completely opposite way than us. Before to end in our season today, could you please send us with your blessing? May the passion of the Lord Jesus and the merits and prayers of the Blessed Virgin, Saint Joseph, the martyrs of North America, John Paul II, and all the saints grant that. Whatever good you do or suffering you endure should heal you all of your sins, help you to grow in holiness, and bring you to everlasting life, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Iowa Catholic Radio, be not afraid. Be not afraid. Jesus is on the way to encounter you. Be Not Afraid is underwritten by Associated Ophthalmologists. 